The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Protests continue to erupt across the country following the release of videos showing the deadly beating of Tyree Nichols. The calls for action and what's to come in the investigation. After a damp and dreary Saturday, we've got more rain and even thunderstorms for Sunday. We'll show you when we could even see some ice in first warning weather. Catalytic converter thefts have been on the rise for months. How Texas lawmakers are looking to change that. The feeling that you get watching something like that, really, there's really no words to describe it. I was sick to my stomach. I had to walk away a few times, you know. Um, it, it just breaks your heart. Protests, rallies, outrage, and calls for change. That's what's happening across the country today following last night's release of police video showing the deadly beating of Tyree Nichols at the hands of Memphis police officers. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Avery Travis in for Mike Rush. Happening right now, a rally for justice in Austin at Houston Tillotson University. We have a crew there now. We'll be bringing you updates throughout the night. But first, we're learning more about the video released and what is still to come. NBC Sam Brock is in Memphis with the latest for us. There's just a sense in Memphis right now of profound loss and sadness. But if you thought that the release of this video, the beating of Tyree Nichols, was going to tear the city apart, so far that has not exactly materialized as the protests so far have all been peaceful. Last night we saw more than 100 people march onto Interstate 55 here and block traffic. But there was no destruction. There was no confrontation with law enforcement. As for the video itself, it was billed as heinous and horrific. That is exactly what we ended up seeing. So many questions right now about what preceded the confrontation as it only starts right before officers actually fly Tyree Nichols in his car, yank him out and precipitate a chain of events that ultimately leads to his death. Now, I'm told from a council member that it's definitely possible, if not likely, that three of the five responding police officers in that second confrontation didn't activate their body cameras. The city itself has not actually responded to that yet. We are waiting for more information also to find out how many body cameras were actually released. But the reality right now is the horrific scene of five men standing around a defenseless 29-year-old who weighed 140 pounds, sucker punching and kicking him, continues to weigh on the conscience of this city as we wait for further steps. In Memphis, Sam Brock, NBC News. Sam, thank you. Also today, anti-abortion activists and some faith-based groups celebrated the post-Roe era, marching towards the Capitol for this year's Texas Rally for Life. The packed crowd wore shirts and held signs repeating victory in the first Rally for Life since Roe v. Wade was overturned. 33 buses brought in groups from across the state for this event, which served as more of a celebration than in years past. Governor Greg Abbott spoke to those marching once they reached the Capitol. He praised Texas for outlawing abortion, but did stress more support is still needed for babies after they're born. Texas already provides more than $100 million for the alternatives to abortion program. It provides for the needs of women before birth and for up to three years after birth. We must redouble those efforts to protect both the mother and the child. Speakers today said their continued fight is to keep all abortions from happening in the state. One of those efforts is to push back against a House bill before lawmakers this session, which would allow abortions in cases of rape or incest. Tonight at 10, we'll hear more from this rally and from a group based in the Rio Grande Valley whose efforts to get Texans legal abortions are in flux after the overturn of Roe v. Wade.
Three people were killed and four others injured in an overnight shooting in Los Angeles. Authorities responded to shots being fired at a residence in the Beverly Crest neighborhood just after two in the morning. First responders took four victims to the hospital, two in critical condition, the other two in stable condition. Police say there's no information on a suspect as they continue to piece together what led up to this shooting. This is the sixth mass shooting in California this month. A special church mass was held in Monterey Park in honor of the victims from the deadly shootings there just one week ago. The community in Monterey Park continues to mourn the deaths of those 11 people believed to be carried out by in a shooting carried out by a man named Hu Can Tran. People gathered at St. Stephen Martyr Catholic Church for the special mass to honor the lives lost, as well as the survivors of that shooting. The mass was held to unite the community and also to offer prayers for those impacted by the tragic event. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Well, it was gray and damp throughout, and that's where we are right now in Georgetown from our Ewald Kubota camera there. Some mist, some drizzle, some sprinkles, less so in the hill country, but metro and eastward, we're still dealing with a little bit of light rain and, and drizzle now. It did actually amount to a few hundredths of an inch of rain for some, even uh, almost a couple tenths of an inch in portions of our eastern counties. We got more than a tenth of an inch at the airport, a little less at Camp Mabry. Still, it has been a milder day today with low six throughout central Texas and these temperatures really not going to drop much if you're heading to the Moody Center tonight for the UT women's basketball game at 7 should stay in the low 60s and barely drop into the 50s here at 11 but we'll continue the low 10% chance for some drizzle or sprinkles here tonight coming up in first warning weather we will be timing tomorrow's cold front and the storms that could come with it we'll show you a wet and colder work week with potentially some wintry precipitation Nick, thank you. Texas lawmakers are hoping some new efforts could stop catalytic converter thefts. Republican Senator Paul Bettencourt filed a bill to create a criminal offense surrounding these specific catalytic converter thefts, hoping to reduce the number of these incidents that we've seen across the state recently. Bettencourt says he feels optimistic the bill will become law. In addition, two other bills have been filed that share similar goals. Two Texas cities are on a list that you don't really want to be on. Top 10 dirtiest cities across the country. Keep it here to find out where they are and where they rank. Plus, one viral TikTok could alter how you order fish during your next HEB visit. We're going to tell you about the grocery hack you've been missing out on. We reported earlier this week that Lennar, one of the nation's largest home builders, seems to be teaming up with Elon Musk's boring company, and that's to build a company subdivision in Bastrop County. According to Adam Perdue, an economist at the Texas Real Estate Research Center, this would be a rare move, but it's not unheard of. It's been a while since I've heard of anybody doing it directly for residential housing, uh, but Toyota down in San Antonio did something similar when they announced their manufacturing plant and that they bought enough land uh, for their suppliers uh, to co-locate with them. Purdue says when Toyota's plant set up roots in San Antonio, asking prices for properties in the area increased. He also says the Boring Company could have partnered with Lennar to create a subdivision as an investment, then sell it once those values rise higher. Well, the city of Austin is getting $54 million to put towards more green public transportation. Representative Lloyd Doggett made that announcement yesterday. The new funding would turn the buses into electric vehicles and support some other climate forward initiatives. 
Hey, we got some measurable rain at Austin's Camp Mabry today, picking up eight hundredths of an inch of rain, making the total for the month so far almost an inch. It was actually our second wettest day of the month, and we think we're going to get measurable rain for every other day for the rest of the month. We'll take you through a wet and potentially wintry week ahead in first warning weather. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. If you haven't made your dinner yet tonight, you're going to want to listen up. Thanks to TikTok user Lucy Wynn, there's a hack at HEB that makes cooking fish easier. And you're going to want to jump on it now because it's going viral. Wynn shared a video ordering fish at HEB and getting it seasoned and steamed by them for free. The video now has over 2 million views. HEB did confirm to us that most of its seafood departments can steam fish and that most also offer about three seasonings, including Old Bay, Lemon Pepper, and Creole. You can watch the full TikTok video and find out what else you can order at our friends over at HEB right now on KXAN.com. Well, not one, but two Texas cities have made the top 10 list for the dirtiest cities in America. That's uh, from a new report from LawnStarter.com. Don't worry, though. The good news is Austin is not on that list. Houston, though, ranked number one. Many factors pull into that ranking. The study found Space City to be one of the most polluted cities. In fact, the petrochemical facilities there violate some EPA safety guidelines, it says. Houston is also the third worst in greenhouse gas emissions and has a large cockroach problem. Ugh. Yeah, San Antonio also ranked number seven on that list. Even more Texas cities ranked in the top 50, though. You can explore all of those right now on our website as well. Of course, KXAN.com. Uh, some more grossness if you look outside. Yes, I'm glad you weren't about to refer to me here, but uh, absolutely. It was a dreary day here today, Avery, and for you at home as well, with periods of drizzle and showers too, and it's still murky now from our Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam from Westlake Hills. Low clouds, even a little bit of fog out there too, and we still have some spotty, mostly light showers east of I-35 now. We've got more in the way of rain coming tomorrow on and off. That's thanks to a cold front to the north of us that'll be dropping through during the afternoon, helping to actually make for some periods of heavier rain and even thunderstorms, unlike today, which was generally just light rain. Still this evening, a few spotty showers, sprinkles and drizzle will be around for the next several hours at least. It'll be a cloudy night and a mostly cloudy day tomorrow. Morning, 7 o'clock, starting off your Sunday, few spotty showers. The wettest part of tomorrow comes later in the morning through the middle of the day, scattered to almost widespread rain and even some thunderstorms in the mix as well as you're seeing some of the yellows, oranges and reds showing up indicating some periods of heavier rain. And then by mid to late afternoon that rain slides east. We may even end up with a little bit of late day sun here tomorrow and then we dry out temporarily as we head into tomorrow night. With those storms comes the threat for severe weather generally for our eastern counties but also 
also eastern Williamson County and northeastern Travis at a one out of five for severe weather tomorrow. Large hail, gusty winds, the main concerns there. And we think rainfall amounts are going to be more varied than they were today because of some of the areas that get some downpours that could push you closer to an inch of rain, whereas areas that avoid some of the heavier thunderstorms may just get a couple of tenths of an inch of rain. So all over the place, rainfall amounts here tomorrow, but most of us should stay uh, well less than an inch unless you're under a thunderstorm. Then we've got more rain coming in Monday night into Tuesday, Tuesday night into Wednesday. Wednesday into Thursday actually looks to be the wettest period of the whole week. And by Thursday, I mean Thursday morning. I think that rain's going to be out of here Thursday afternoon as we actually do see a bit more drying on the way to wrap up the week. How much rain are we looking at? Well, this continues to be good news. The seven-day rainfall estimate continues to go up. An inch on the low end, two and a half inches on the high end. No doubt we'll get some isolated amounts higher than that. This is all great news uh, for our continued drought. It's also going to turn colder, though. We've got this long, stretched-out cold front that is uh, entering Oklahoma as we speak. That's going to be arriving here tomorrow. Ahead of it, warmer air in the 60s here through early tomorrow morning. We even jump up in some places into the 70s by early tomorrow afternoon as that cold front already knocking on the door of the hill country here at 1, dropping us from the 60s and 70s quickly into the 50s. Look, already by 4 in Austin, we're in the 50s, and that colder air will continue to plunge into central Texas. It's kind of a big impact on temperatures going from almost 70 tomorrow in Austin down to just the 40s for highs Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And if you think that's chilly, look at some of the lows. We get into the mid-30s here Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning. Here's the problem. These two mornings, there could still be some rain around. And with temperatures cooler in the hill country than in the metro, there may be some spotty freezing rain in the hill country too. Thinking that's less likely in the metro and our eastern counties, just a few of our models have picked up on this. So consider this a first warning that there may be some iciness both Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning, but it's far from a guarantee at this point. I'll be posting a blog on the topic here within the next 20 minutes on KXAN.com. We leave you with our seven-day forecast, which is wet and chilly most of the time. The rain wraps up Thursday morning. The sun's out in the afternoon. We're up to 54, and that actually looks pretty good as we head into next weekend. 58 and sunshine Friday and 64 and sunny Saturday. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Big one for Texas tonight. The Longhorns are facing the Tennessee Volunteers, who are led by a former longtime Texas head coach, Rick Barnes. The Longhorns were playing their first non-conference game against a ranked opponent since their loss to Illinois back on December 6th. It's halftime right now, and Texas is down 40-28 to to Tennessee. The Horns struggling on offense. They're only shooting 38%. Tennessee shooting a cool 50% from the field. Bright spot for Texas, Jabari Rice. He has 11 points so far. All right, to the UT women. They will face Oklahoma State tonight in a rematch of their duel earlier this month in which the Longhorns fell 86-82. Now, since that night, the Horns have won four of the five games they played, including a victory over rivals Oklahoma. Texas will put what they learned from their loss to the Cowgirls to use tonight as they hope to continue progressing to being the powerhouse they believe they can be. I know what these kids can do in my heart. I, I know that, that with the challenge is trying to get it out of them. I mean, that's, that's the challenge. And, you know, some days you feel like you're beating their head in the wall and it's never going to happen. But... You know what? It seems like every year my teams consistently get better and they, you know, they, they get it. 
All right, the Longhorns pretty good at the Moody Center. They are 10 and 1 this year when playing on their home floor. Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. Interesting day in college basketball, including Oklahoma pulling off the biggest upset of the day so far. We'll have that when sports continues after this. Keep it here. We have a new number one ranked team in college basketball, Purdue, this week because of Houston's loss to Temple last week. Now this week we may have a new number two ranked team due to today's result in Norman. Oklahoma hosting second ranked Alabama this afternoon. First half, nice pass right here to Sam Godwin for the dunk to put the Sooners up by 11. Then near the end of the first half, Oklahoma with it. Jalen Hill, nice spin move inside for the layup. Sooners up by 16. And we go to the second half. Oklahoma still up big. Grant Sherfield with the drive and the layup. Plenty more where that came from for Sherfield. Then on the break, Oklahoma gives it up to Jalen Hill for the big time jam. Sooners up by 18. Hill had 26 points, but he wasn't the leading scorer. That would go to Grant Sherfield working on him right here with a nice move, draining the three pointer. Sherfield led all scores with 30. They stormed the court in Norman, Norman, Oklahoma routes Alabama 93 to 69. Now the third ranked Houston hoping to avoid the upset bug today when they hosted Cincinnati. Landers Nolly the second draining the three pointer in the corner to put the Bearcats up by 11. Love that name. Jamal Shedd for Houston making the move. Goes in for the layup to cut the lead to six. And then the Cougars continue to come back. Marcus Sasser, he misses the layup, but Jawan Roberts gets the rebound and put back to tie it up at 64. Now it's tied at 69 late in the game. Jamal Shedd hitting the step back jumper to give the Cougars the 71-69 lead. Bearcats trying to tie up a Victor Locken shot. Way off, Cougars hold on to win 75-69, 20th win of the season for Houston. West Virginia beat Auburn 80-77. Baylor held off Arkansas 67-64. Guys? All right, here's a look at your day tomorrow. Rain chances start out low, but they peak around midday with some thunderstorms too. And then we do tend to dry out, but we really cool off by the end of the day tomorrow. High temperatures peak midday. See you later tonight.